This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. team song of course they've been a very successful club over recent seasons just hit a bit of a rough patch at the moment we have on the line Kepler Bradley from Claremont we're going to talk to him about a their team's waffle form at the moment and b Daniel Curtin their up-and-coming young star who of course played impressively for the Tigers at the weekend Kepler welcome to the show thanks for having me guys so, mate, um, tell us about the team's form. There's been a couple of losses in recent weeks, probably unexpected ones. Has, has it gotten a bit rocky there? Uh, oh, it's a, it's a tight comp. So, yeah, sort of on any given day, um, you, you can drop games that you'd like to, to sort of win. But um, that's the beauty of it. I think there's five teams sort of all locked in within one game and a good percentage of each other. So, um, yeah, obviously the last three weeks haven't, haven't sort of gone to plan. But, but um yeah, obviously willing to bounce back and uh, take on Peel this week and hopefully have a, have a W. Yep, that'd be handy. Um, and, of course, sixth place is West Perth, of course, who won the flag last year. They're, they're far enough back to give you a little uh, comfort, but they're close enough to make a run if you continue to stumble. So you've got to start taking care of business, don't you? Oh, and I think to be successful in September, you, you need that double chance. So... I dare say that you know the, the, the five sides in the in the top five at the moment are, are all scrapping to to get that top three spot, um, and that's sort of what what we're focused on at the moment. We're not focusing on, on potentially dropping out of the finals. We we want a double chance, so we we sort of want to win the last three games and head into the finals with a um, yeah bit of bit of momentum. Have you got much mail on Peel? Obviously, they'll be uh, they'll be waiting to see on availability for Fremantle in the Derby. What are you hearing as to who plays and who doesn't play there? Uh, not too sure. I mean, it chops and changes quite quite a bit with their side, but obviously um, they've been going pretty well of late. Um, a massive win over West Coast last week. So, um, yeah, they're sort of down there. And we're down at Rushton Park too, which makes the task even harder. They're, they're always, um, you know, growing up a leg down there. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great challenge for, for our boys. And obviously the last month hasn't been great. So, um, yeah, we're sort of, we're sort of pretty eager to, to turn that around, I, I thought. The way we went about it against Eastern Man was, was was pretty good. Our pressure was high, and the, you know it was probably a kick in the game with with ten fifteen minutes to go, and, and that was with Max Manier who, who fractured his um, foot earlier in the game, and, and, and Tyron Smallwood didn't play out um, the game. But he got concussed in the first quarter, so to have sort of twenty players and come within a you know a kick of a, uh, of a really good Eastern Man side, I thought it was um, you know we, we we showed that we're um, you know we're roundabouts. So you wouldn't expect Smallwood to play this week. What's the prognosis with Mania? Uh, he is having scans, so he's be certainly out for this week. I, I don't know with with a, with a broken bone in the foot. I suppose it, it could be the, the year done for him, but we're just waiting on a bit of info. But um, Tyron Smallwood will, will definitely miss this week, and then um, you know all things going well, put his hand up the following week. It's. There haven't 
been many years where there have been five or six teams in the waffle that have been this closely grouped, Kepler. Is this the tightest competition you can remember? Absolutely. Yeah, no, you know, there's always probably been a dominant side. West Perth, I think, might have lost two games for the home and away season. And, and, you know, the years before that, it was probably Subi. Um, there was always a, a real sort of gun side that you, you're trying to nail down. But, but this year, there's, you know, there's, there's five teams that on their day can play some pretty good footy. And as you, you know, as you know, you look at the ladder and there's three games left. There's, there's one sort of game of percentage. You know, scattered across five teams, and anyone can sort of take that top spot and a double chance. So I think, um, yeah, it's sort of obviously the next three weeks are pretty crucial, and you need as many wins as possible. I'm a massive fan of Bailey Rogers and Jai Bolton. I just think they're they're class players at waffle level. What sort of seasons do they have, and have they dropped away a little bit this year? Oh, but Bailey was injured, so he he, um, he he didn't play a lot earlier in the year, and he's just starting to get sort of match fitness back now. So. Um, he, he sort of played probably more forward than, than what he has in, in recent years, and you know when you look at the, the stats, you might not, you might see that his possession rates, you know, might have dropped a little bit, but his impact on games is still terrific. Um, and Jai, I, I mean, three weeks ago, I, I'd probably be saying he's leading the sand over. So I, in a different role, he, he sort of played halfback and, and, and wing for us. So um, he's still getting plenty of the footy, and, and we know when, when he gets the footy, he, he's a pretty lethal kick. So um, both are. Both of those blokes have, you know, they're, 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 they're roundabouts and, and hopefully they can kick another gear and, and, and send us into the finals with, with a bit of momentum. It always felt like it was going to be a challenge for you when Jack Buller got drafted uh, to Sydney because he was such an imposing target ahead of the ball and gave you a contest no matter how the ball came in. How have you coped since he's left? Well, I think we won our next four or five games, but... but um, yeah, teams have obviously worked us out a little bit and, and we're finding it a bit harder to score. And Max Manier, another 21-year-old key forward for us, probably probably gets the best back now instead of getting the second or third best best back from, you know, from opposition side. So, um, yeah, I think the forward line obviously has is, 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 um, found it a bit tougher um, with, without Jack. He was, he was so good for us and giving us a contest and then bringing it to ground level for, for our Crummers to kick goals. But... Um, we, we we have found avenues, and again this week we'll change a few things up with Max Manier out. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to go with maybe a bit of bit of a different style, and obviously some personnel changes. So um, we're confident our guys guys can do the job. Now I was keen to talk to you about Daniel Curtin. He played on the weekend. He played impressively. I think it was mainly across halfback. Tell us how you viewed his development and what sort of player you see him as. That's as good a debut as I've seen, I think, at Claremont. He, um, yeah, I always knew he was pretty good, but the way he went about it last week, um, especially his composure for, for, for a fellow playing his first game um, across half-back, played on Leggett and did a really good job on, on you know, a premium forward too. So, um, yeah, he, he can play anywhere. I mean, in the Colts, he, he sort of started off in the forward line and then in the state program, he, was, he, he played sort of mid and a little bit in the back line and then... Um, yeah, we just thought we, we had a spot there because he can play on talls and smalls. So we thought we had a spot on the half-back line to, to give him a go and, and he was absolutely outstanding. So you can sort of see why clubs are tripping over themselves to, to get at him. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's reasonably tall, very agile, but, but his composure with the footies, uh, probably the thing that stood out for me on the weekend. Tell us about him as a forward because we've seen him play tall defender. We know that he's gone inside mid 
um, for the State 18s and done an exceptional job against South Australia. I think he had 26 and 6 clearances in the game against them. Hmm. What have you seen yeah. of him as a forward? Oh, look, the, the, the effort's there. He probably just needs to get on the end of the few. Uh, I mean, earlier in the year, we had Sam Van Ruyen kicking bags of goals, and um, Dan Curtin was drawing the best best defender. So, um, yeah, he, 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 he has a little bit of work to do as a forward, but um, I've got no doubt it, it's it's there. He's, he's, he's a pretty sort of special player, um, and, and, you know, I'd think he'd, he'd be going top five or so. Um but yeah, he he's um, he, he, he has the ability to play sort of those positions. Absolutely, he's definitely going top five. I reckon it's a case of how far inside the top five. I'm I'm fascinated <laughs> by the hype about Harley Reid, and Harley Reid had 23 for I think it was Essendon in the VFL competition on the weekend, and everyone was raving about that. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute, there's a kid over here that's just quietly stepped up and made his debut and been absolutely outstanding for Claremont in a pretty good second-tier competition as well. Um, you've got a couple of other kids that are pretty handy as well, haven't you, uh, that have been invited to the state draft combine? Yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, every year we, we sort of, you know, pride ourselves on, on getting guys drafted and, and, and giving them opportunities. And, and even the mid-season draft and pre-season draft, we've as a footy club, where we're pretty proud of, of, of getting the Alec Watermans and the, the Jack Bullers and, and guys like that on, on list. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've got um, Zach Atalski, who's, who's a sort of a key back. And Ruck, again, he's, he's, his agility is just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I think that's what is really sort of pricking the ears of, of the AFL clubs, is, is sort of saying... Um, yeah, how he goes over the next period, but but his his agility and speed for for, for a man of, of his height is um, is outstanding. They were trying to figure out where to put all their tools, I reckon, in the state program because they had um, you mentioned Zane Zakostelsky. Um, they also had um, Evan Smith from out at Swans, and obviously the the young boy from down at Peel, Mitch Edwards, who's who's very highly rated, and a couple of others as well. They, they couldn't fit him in, could they? Cohen Livingston, I think, from from Perth was another one. So those kids had to find somewhere else to play. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know probably most years you don't have that problem, so it's, uh, it's probably um, yeah as, as an AFL recruiter, it's um, yeah you sort of got a few options there if you if you're looking for a tall, um, you know WA's got quite a few of them. Um, how about a kid like Sam Gilby, who obviously was in draft contention last year and had um, serious injury problems? How's he tracking? I noticed his name bobbed up in the reserves the other day. Yeah, well, he's he's been sort of injured sort of in and out this year as well. So he would have had sort of the continuity he, he would have liked. Um, he's got a tighter ITB at the moment, just in his knee. So um, it's sort of from, it's a week-to-week sort of prospect with him. Um, but when he plays, his skills his skills are, are outstanding. So you, you don't sort of make the AIS um, a few years ago if, you, if your skills and your, and, and your sort of your attitude's not, not great. So he's, he's yeah, he's just... Needs a bit of continuity, maybe a bit more strength in the gym, but but when he plays, he, he obviously impacts quite heavily. So it's just a matter of getting him on the park a bit more. And tell us about Jacob Van Royen's younger brother Sam. He obviously you mentioned his four mil in the year he played uh, for the state eighteens. How's he progressing? And and do you see him translating to an AFL footballer? Yeah, I do. He's again. I keep going on about athleticism, but, but you know he. he he leads really well. He, he's super fit. Um, he, he covers the ground beautifully, um, and um, he's sort of athletic when it when it hits the deck. So he, he's got he's got everything you sort of want um, in, in your taller forwards um, at AFL level. Um, 
it's not. It's just a matter of of a game getting himself, you know, going over the next three weeks and then having a really good final series. And I've got no doubt there'll be a heap of AFL clubs sort of, you know, pretty keen to see how it goes when when the whips are cracking in September. I think he's one of the ones that's um, been invited to the state draft combine. Would that be right, Kepler? Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, he's had a he's had a fantastic year. Obviously, earlier in the year, he was he was kicking bags quite frequently, but but um, yeah, obviously a deserving um, participant. Of the teams you face this year, who has been the most impressive? Who's the biggest danger? You think? Um, oh, I think East Perth and East Romano on, on their day. I mean, East Perth midfield's just outstanding. They've, they've just got A graders everywhere, so it's sort of you know trying to trying to um, cover those guys as well as get your own footing, get it going our way. So I think if they fire on any given day, they're they're, they're really hard to beat. Um, and then East Romano has probably got the most balanced um, side. So you know they got some really good key forwards, obviously really good midfield, and then and then a couple of key backs um, in Jump and Early that, that sort of get a hold of a few clubs. So. I think those two um, clubs are going really well at the moment and, and sort of on their day, I think their, their best is pretty good. Kepler, wish you all the best. Big game obviously coming up against Peel Thunder on Saturday. Hopefully you get the job done and get yourself back into that double chance contention. No worries. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on the show. Kepler Bradley, of course, football manager at Claremont and uh, a bloke who has uh, let us know just how well Daniel Curtin played against uh, East Romandle at the weekend. Coming to you live from the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. And we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes and you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. We'll be back with more after the news.